millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ljudcirklar från Malmö Live konserthus. Hello, this is Nathan Larson and we are continuing our discussion of minimal music. Last time we explored drone, which is a subcategory, and today we'll be discussing so-called pattern music, or what might classically be defined as minimalist composition. So heading back to Wikipedia, Minimalism is a form of art music or other compositional practice that employs limited or minimal musical materials. Prominent features of minimalist music include repetitive patterns or pulses, the reiteration of musical phrases, and small units. This approach is thought to have originated in New York in the downtown scene of the 1960s and was initially viewed as a form of experimental music called the New York Hypnotic School. Some of the characters we talked about last week, like Lamont Young, will come up again today. And inevitably, when we're talking about this type of minimalist music, there are the big three dudes, unfortunately, because that's the way that the world works. We're talking about Philip Glass. We're talking about Terry Riley. And we are talking about Steve Reich, one of my favorites. We are listening to his electric counterpoint, Fast One, with the guitarist Pat Metheny. I'm going to give you an overview of this particular compositional style, and then I will make an argument. I will make a case for this type of minimalist music as being the most important music next to the blues in terms of its impact on popular music, particularly hip-hop, factoring in kraut rock, we're going to draw some connections here. So bear with me. This is going to be fun. Let's get into it. Steve Reich is one of a handful of living composers who can legitimately claim to have altered the direction of musical history. That's a quote from The Guardian, with which I agree 100%. Here's his composition, Music for Mallet Instruments, Voices and Organ, from 1973. To me, this piece of music is like a beautiful puzzle. It's like a game of Tetris. All these various parts, the voices, the vibraphones, 
all these differing patterns slowly changing and evolving the rhythmic patterns shifting to perform this music as a musician your concentration and your level of skill has to be so high I think it's a gorgeous piece Whenever I got on an airplane I would listen to this piece of music and it would center me immediately Whenever I in the past have needed to write something or to focus I've put on this piece of music it's been very important to me very personal but this was not always the case with this type of thing there was a point where i viewed this type of composition with disdain i didn't get it it was irritating it was repetitive i was a punk rocker i liked it short and sweet so if that's what you're feeling at the moment bear with me again and let's talk it through This is Reich's landmark 1974 composition Music for 18 musicians It is based on a cycle of 11 chords that are introduced at the top of the piece followed by a small section of music based on each chord and finally a return to the original cycle Now again unlike drone which requires a certain kind of skill set that's very special this is precision music The people you're listening to performing this music are ninjas The skill involved with playing a bass clarinet that fast the voices it requires a, a trance like state and it's no wonder that this music as well as drone music as exemplified by Lamont Young was initially dubbed the New York Hypnotic School Hypnosis 
This is the Philip Glass Ensemble performing Facades. Now, so much could be said about Philip Glass. He's a legend. We could talk about his gorgeous piano compositions, his string quartets, his music for film. But I'm going to focus on his earlier work with the Philip Glass Ensemble, which was established in 1971. This is from Music in 12 Parts. Very beautiful. But we are going to primarily focus on the 1975 composition Einstein on the Beach, which was an opera conceived with Robert Wilson. Now that's a pretty bold thing to say you're writing an opera. Particularly if your approach is this novel and this wild. So Philip Glass attended Juilliard Music School, very prestigious, spent some time in Paris, came back to New York City in 1967, absorbed what Steve Reich and Lamont Young were up to, and all this left a big impression. And then Philip spent a period of time in the late 60s and early 70s doing a lot of different things. He had a moving company. He was a cab driver, he washed dishes, so it's not like he rocketed to fame. But it would be Einstein on the beach that put him on the map and got him out of the taxi. It's a hugely playful piece. You know, that's what I didn't get about it when I first heard it. The use of sung and spoken vocals in a very unique and new way. And opened a lot of doors for many different artists. One of whom, perhaps was Laurie Anderson. Laurie had a very unlikely pop hit with this song. I recall seeing her play on Saturday Night Live, being like, what the hell is this? My mom, for some reason, absolutely loved it. She just glommed right onto it, spoke to her. She dug her hair, she dug her look, she dug the sound. My mom is a pretty cool lady. Now here's where I start talking about contemporary influence. Take a listen here. 
And do you register the connection to this piece of music? This is Frank Ocean's In My Room. The repetitive vocal loop. Don't sleep a cease, that's a mattress. Don't sleep a cease, that's a mattress. You ain't stingy, split your tablets. You don't flinch when camera flashes. I was busy thinking about boys. 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 Or this track by. Charlie XCX. I hear it. And remember this Philip Glass track. So this is a mashup. Einstein on the beach. With the Beastie Boys, pass the mic by DJ BC. makes sense. Hip-hop is also based on short segments of music repeated. This is Sawite with Dojo Cat. That my best friend, she a real bad bitch, got her own money. She don't need no nigga on the dance floor. She had two, three drinks, now she twerking, she throw it out and come back. Okay, you're not convinced, so check this out. In the 70s, the Germans were paying attention to what was happening in the U.S. This is Kraftwerk. Minimalism also gave birth to what might be known as Krautrock. And this is its electronic branch. Legend has it that one of the crate diggers for Africa Mombada in the late 70s discovered the Kraftwerk record and brought it uptown to the South Bronx. Speed up the tempo, raise the key. Here's another case study. This is Kraftwerk's Man Machine. And this is the Fearless Force rocking it.
Here's a less direct example, but this is Kraftwerk's The Robots, one of my son's favorite when he was a toddler. Again, small segments of music put together like a puzzle. Gradually adding content. If you accept this definition of minimalism, you'll see the connection between this and this. This, of course, being the late departed Daft Punk around the world. Like Laurie Anderson and Kraftwerk, you can even hear the vocoder, the synthesized voice in effect. Okay, baby, be calling me Hercules, cause the H on my waist, but this bitch here stand for Hermes. Okay, I did pop me a birthday, cause I heard it help with the pain, but just help my back aches. Okay, uh, baby, don't hurt me, let's begin after three, cause a nigga like four to play. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, that was Ski Mask, the slump god, just so my son might consider listening to this. Terry Riley, legendary composer, frequent collaborator with Lamont Young. This is a piece called In C, and I think this is a really fun thing to break down. The cool thing about In C is that it can be interpreted however you like. There's no fixed length. The instrumentation is open for interpretation. So what we're listening to here is the original recording of In C from 1968. This piece is often cited as being the first minimalist composition in the way that we're discussing minimalism today. I don't know about that, but that's what they say. In this particular recording, we are listening to saxophone, oboe, bassoon, trumpet, clarinet, flute, viola, trombone, vibraphone, and marimba. As mentioned, part of the beauty of In C is it can be interpreted in so many different ways. This is a recording from 1989 by the Shanghai Film Orchestra. 
using traditional Chinese instrumentation. We're hearing lutes, zithers, mouth organs, flute, and percussion. And you'll notice it's a lot slower than the original version. And then you get fun stuff like that. Absolute favorite version of NC from 2014. This is Africa Express. It's a UK-based nonprofit that facilitates cross-cultural collaborations between musicians in Africa, the Middle East, and Western countries. It's primarily folks from Mali on this performance. This was live at the Tate Modern in London. All of which is to say you don't need to be a white, male, European descendant to dig it. This is what I mean by the flexibility of the genre. Because this, to me, is so joyful and so groovy. In a way that the original only hinted at. Which I'm sure pleases the composer to no end. That's the purpose of such an open-ended piece. really gets going you're left with the impression that this was really the only way to interpret it and on the other hand feel free to make your own version that i hope you've enjoyed this really scattershot exploration of minimalist composition (laughs) i know i went off in a bunch of different directions i could have gone off in a thousand more 
don't know if I convinced you as to how influential this music is, but I hope this has enhanced your appreciation or understanding. discussing ambient music. So until then, thank you very much for tuning in. lyssnat på ljudcirklar från Malmö Live konserthus Minimal Music. Producent var Anna Storåkers, tekniker Nathan Larsson. Ansvarig utgivare är Karin Karlsson.